I'm Megan. I'm Colin. And this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional. Confessional. An open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Brought to you by Time to Pet and Pet Sitters International. After more than 20 years as an accountant, Wendy Thompson decided it was time to make a big move during the COVID lockdowns. She credits her finance background to be able to get her business up and running pretty quickly and now is looking forward to running it full time. My Three Cats was born out of a passion to spend more time with the pets that she loves so much. And today, Wendy walks us from finances to felines. Let's get started. Okay. Hi, uh, Colin. And first of all, thank you ever so much for um, uh, inviting me onto your podcast. Um, just to say that I'm, I am a huge fan of your, uh, of your podcast after I've discovered it recently. I'm, I'm Wendy Thompson. Um, I am the owner of My Three Cats, which is um, a cat-only um, cat-fitting business. Um, we're based in Warrington, which is a town in the UK. Um, and uh, we're actually located in the northwest of England, um, just between Manchester and Liverpool. Um, And I live there with my partner and my two teenage children and our, well, our four cats. Uh, We we did have three cats, which is how the business got its name, Uh, but we somehow managed to acquire (laughs) another another cat along the way so um yeah we now have um four cats that's me really (laughs) (laughs) and so but but you didn't start out in taking care of people's cats right so what what is your what's your act what's your background and what brought you to the point where my three cats really needed to start yeah i mean i i mean i've worked in well, corporate finance <laughs> is my background. I've worked um, in finance for over 25 years. Um, uh, I, I, you know, pet care has sort of came along almost by accident, really. Um, I started um, my sort of working life working for various various companies within their finance uh functions um I, I did a degree at Manchester University back in the early 90s um I, I did a degree in accounting and finance um and then since then I've worked in um various various companies and businesses some large companies some small um and uh, you know I've kind of learnt a lot of lessons from watching how other people run run their businesses um I've worked for quite you know a number of companies that have made a lot of mistakes and have actually just sort of closed and folded up um I've worked for some very successful businesses I've worked for um tiny companies that have grown very fast um and as I've kind of gone along through those the years that I've been working there I've kind of sort of sort of been watching from the sidelines almost and I've kind of been taking notes and sort of looked at looked at the mistakes that the managers have made there and sort of picked up on things that they've done and and sort of seen how well some things have worked and systems that I've, I've, I've used and sort of noticed things that you know, have worked well and other things that haven't worked. And and I think somewhere along the way, I've kind of realised that I've I've got a, a bit of an entrepreneurial side to me. And, I, and I've, I've kind of always wanted to run my own business. And because I've had all this business background, um, I, I've kind of always known how to run a business, but I've never really had that sort of selling sort of um, selling side to me. Um, so I've, I've just never really sort of done anything with it, but uh, I've kind of always known that I've wanted to do something. I've kind of dabbled in, in sort of other areas. I had a, like a, a spell of, you know, selling, uh, like the, the, uh, the, you know, the, the makeup selling and I've done a bit of like craft, craft, you know, craft fair kind of that sort of selling and, but you know nothing sort of major that's really sort of stuck with me mm. um and with with regards to the the, the pet care um 
I mean, that's just something that I've grown up with. I, I, I you know, I was, I was, my family, my parents, and my grandparents all had cats. I, I grew up with them, um, and one of my earliest memories was um, one, <laughs> one stormy night when uh, I was very young. There was a knock at the door. And uh, one of our neighbours was a vet, and uh, he knocked at the door and said, asked whether we could um, look after a, a kitten. He'd just he'd found the kitten like at the side of the road in the in the in the drain, and he couldn't take it in because he had a dog. So my mum said, "Oh yes, yeah, go on. Well, you know, we'll we'll take it in." And we ended up keeping that kitten for years and years, and we just always had cats ever since. And uh, when I was, I think when I was about thirteen or so, I I used to go and volunteer at the. Um, the local cat rescue shelter, the Cat Protection League, as it was then. And uh, so that was something that I always really just, it was just came natural to me. Just cats were always a big part of my life. Um, so when I, when I started cat sitting, it just sort of, I kind of put the two things together and I, I started to think, well, I can, I could do this as a, as a business. And, and it, that was it really it just sort of the two things sort of fell into place and and you know that was that was how it how it happened <laughs> <laughs> i i that's i i love that story because it is very familiar for people who are listening of going you're right like i did start this something and it just kind of all fell into place and here yeah, i am yeah. right <laughs> and here i am and i had a little bit of planning or maybe not very much planning at all uh and and it all kind of just ended up and for for your particular background in finances you you started off by talking about learning from other people's mistakes and i think that as a business owner as as anybody it just personal or in business i think that is such a huge asset for um for 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 growing i always like to say yeah. uh, i like to learn from mistakes just not my own because they're painful yes uh, <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> that, and that's exactly what it was I, I was learning from other people's mistakes without having to make them myself <laughs> and now you know that's invaluable because i could sort of see it happening in front of my eyes but it wasn't it wasn't me that it wasn't me that was doing it. <laughs> yeah. And for you specifically to be looking at it from the kind of the back end of and of the numbers and of the operations side. So when you what, what kind of lessons did you take from them? Um, and, and, and how did you decide, OK, now they did that. I, I want to do something different whenever I run my own business. Yeah. Um, well, in particular, um, there were at least a couple of instances where the company that I worked for grew incredibly quickly so they started off small and sort of um immediately sort of started making a lot of money and immediately started just basically growing very quickly putting that money back in and and, and taking on a lot more staff and I think that ultimately led to them to basically them folding up because they didn't they didn't sort of plan properly and they didn't see how their cash flow was going to be affected by um, the taking on huge amounts of new staff <clears throat> and um, that was definitely. I, that was something that happened twice in different companies. So that's definitely something that, despite, obviously, I, I want my business to grow, but it's definitely something that has to be done in a controlled manner. And it's not something that you need. I think a lot of businesses will see, you know, money coming in, coming in, coming in and think, wow, this is great. We can do this. We can do this. But I think you have to be careful because obviously you need to plan for things like taxes. You know, there's a lot of things that you might not necessarily immediately think of that you can get caught out with. Um, So, um, yeah, that was that was one. That was probably the main one that I learned from um, quite early on, actually. We all want growth and we all want to be expanding our businesses in some capacity but to, for it to take that step back and go am i doing this too quickly and and do i have the resources to sustain this growth and that comes down to like understanding how our business makes money and 
where we're spending and what it costs us to perform the services that we perform. And we very rarely do we actually sit down and go, oh, it actually costs me you know, $13 to do this thing. Am I making enough money to cover the $13? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't tend to do that. You don't tend to sit down and look at it. And in sort of that kind of minute detail, you just kind of look at it as a, as a whole. And, and I think people don't like to get into the nitty gritty details, but it, although it's boring you do sometimes have to do that and that's where my accounting sort of background comes into it because that's the kind of bit that I like doing (laughs) that's that's the boring numbers bit that most people hate (laughs) but yeah I suppose that's 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 why I like I like that side of it really because uh, I'm an I'm a numbers person as well as a as a People person. So knowing your numbers is a phrase that gets thrown out a, a lot. I see that a lot of like, oh, know your numbers. And, and we talk about the benefits of knowing your numbers of it helps you make good financial decisions. It helps you see where growth is. It helps you make, make sure you're budgeting, uh, make sure you are making these things. When someone says know your numbers, like what, what runs through your mind? What does that mean to you? Yeah. Um, so I um, have, well, and this is where I find um, time to pet um, really useful. Um, so, I mean, obviously people will use different different kinds of systems and software, um, but um, I use time to pet, which is um, a uh, the uh, like an online booking software. Um, and in within that, there are reports that you can um, download, and um, I use that. Um, on a well I mean there's there's lots of reports that you can use but I would highly recommend that you um, use any any of the reports within there the sales reports to look at your position um, what you what you've got booked in um, on a monthly weekly or even daily um, on a daily basis um, because that will then tell, tell you what you've got what you've got booked in in monetary terms and um it will allow you to plan for the rest of the year um you can see how much money you are going to be bringing in month by month and it just allows you to plan and budget um, you can look at your staffing and and see how much that's going to sort of eat into your revenue and it's just it's just knowing and having a picture of the year ahead so that you can you can sort of uh, envisage any any issues that are likely to come up, look at any shortfalls that you may have, and just it just gives you um, a bit of a, uh, a comfort and knowledge of how your business is going to perform over the year and 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 the ability to plan ahead really um, and and it it's just something that i would say is absolutely critical for anyone who's running a business big or small have you heard of time to pet doug from bad to the bone pet care has this to say Time to Pet has made managing my team and clients so much easier. Our clients love the easy-to-use app and scheduling features, and our sitters love being able to have all of their information organized and easily accessible. My favorite feature is the instant messaging. By keeping conversations on Time to Pet, we are able to monitor our team and ensure nothing ever falls through the cracks. If you are looking for new pet sitting software, give Time to Pet a try. Listeners of our show can save 50% off your first three months by visiting timetopet.com slash confessions. I think when you, yeah, because you can look at it and go, okay, um, what days am I making my most money? Uh, what what service? I think that just like very basically, which of the services that you're offering, if you offer, if you offer multiple, which is the one that's bringing in the most money? But then also, how costly is that service to you? If you, because that's, that's where you really start saying, because you mentioned earlier, like, oh, I've got money coming in. But if you're not paying attention to where that money is going after it gets in your hands, you can really find yourself going, man, I'm making so much money from drop-ins, but they're costing me a lot because the service area is too wide or they take too long or or the, the um, hourly labor is too costly for me or whatever that looks like. 
Because then you can really start seeing how healthy is my business actually? Am, am I actually, you know, first off, am I profitable? But then am I able to have money for, for other things that I need, you know, expenses and, and uh, gifts and things like that that we want to do in our business? And if we don't just start slicing and dicing at our numbers, we never get to that point. Yeah, definitely. And, the, you know, you, you can find that, yeah, yeah, you're bringing in lots of money on, on say, dropping visits. Um, but then you need to look at the percentage that you're paying out for your your staff or your, or your contractors. And you can then look at whether you do you do you pay mileage? Do you? pay an hourly rate is it more is it more beneficial to pay an hourly rate or cost per visit all those things you can you can have different scenarios so that you can look at which is more beneficial and um yeah look at just have have different different versions of the same visit just to see what the differences are and which is which is likely to give you more money um in your pocket as it were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I also, one of my things that I like to look at is where, which one of my marketing outlets is bringing in the most money. Um, and, and that way you can, again, you can start saying, wow, um, all of that posting and all of that engagement that I'm doing on Facebook, let's say, um, that's really paying off because I'm getting a lot of people who are contacting me through that. They're kind of my Facebook clients. And then I have my um, ad spend in the local paper or the ad spend on local on Google. You can you can also start kind of lumping people into these big categories and say, hey, if I'm spending a thousand dollars on Google Ads, but I'm only getting twenty dollars a month, maybe I stop spending a thousand dollars on Google Ads. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And I always have a it's a question on my um, on my booking form as to where people heard about about us so you can kind of track a little bit through there um so yeah if it's for a a paid advert in a magazine or whatever you can sort of get some feedback as to where where your business is coming from and and having said that the vast majority of our business does come from word of mouth which is the best best source anyway because it's free (laughs) well and but what that does like so let's say we did that analysis and we found that most of our money was coming in from the money we were spending on Facebook ads. Well, that w- we would invest more in Facebook ads because we're going to get more from it. When we find out that we get more of our business from re- word of mouth and referrals, we need to invest into the word of mouth and the referrals. And that could be, so uh, do you do any incentives for people who refer to you or is it just more of a, a thank you or or how do you manage investing back into the people who are referring you to to new clients um i've not i've not so far done any um sort of incentives Incentive, yeah. um but I, yeah it's on my list of things to do um i'm gonna perhaps do some kind of um you know um some kind of facebook incentive or you know win like winner win a prize or you know refer a friend that that kind of thing um or even like uh yeah i don't know i've not not decided yet but it's definitely on my on my list of things to do and because yeah they they are the most powerful um uh you know sources of new business um from people referring you know new customers um so yeah at the moment i just I just ask for reviews because the the minute anybody goes onto our website, pretty much the first page, just halfway down the first page, it, it is a link to our Google reviews um, page, and they're just all they're just all five stars. We, we pride ourselves on having one hundred percent five star reviews, so um, for us, that's that's um, that's 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 perfect perfect referrals to anyone really. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you ask for reviews, um, I know mm-hmm. that a lot of sisters actually struggle with asking for that kind of feedback or asking their clients to do that for them. How do you yeah. go about structuring that conversation and asking them to leave you a review somewhere? Um, so um, at the end of um, a, a cat sitting um, visit, 
um, I will um, send an email usually to ask if they would mind just dropping us a note to say that they've returned home safely, first of all, just so that we know the home and um, that obviously the cat um, isn't going to be left without uh, care, you know, now that we've finished our visit. Uh, but then as part of that email, um, I would normally ask if they'd be kind enough to leave um, feedback, I usually say. I usually ask for feedback rather than a review, um, just because it sounds a bit more like you're not asking them to say we're great. <laughs> <laughs> well, they usually do anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because um, I usually I usually say that um, sometimes new new clients are slightly um, wary or nervous of um, a new service such as ours, where essentially it's, they're allowing a stranger into their, their house. So feedback from other other existing clients is always really useful and really helpful. Um, so I sort of put it to them like that and ask them um, if they wouldn't mind giving us any feedback, positive or negative. Um, and just because it, uh, it, it helps new clients who may be feeling a bit unsure about us. Um, and well, 100% of the time they give us um, positive feedback. So so far anyway um so yeah send that um, by email and send them a link to our google reviews page and most of the time they will um put a review on there for us well and i like that that slight difference in the term that you use of give me a review versus give me feedback because i think in in that it kind of changes the context in my mind when i hear those two words just as a business owner of when i get asked for feedback I'm asking for something I can do with, and I'm already starting to change my mindset with whatever they write of going, okay, I need to make this, this is useful to me. I, I need to understand where they're coming from, and this is going to help me. Versus a review is kind of like a, in my mind, um, it's a, oh, I like them or I didn't. And yeah, that, yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, that, essentially, it's the same thing, isn't it, really? But it I is. think we're just so used to being being asked for a review. It's it's like the you know the term that everyone uses isn't it and, yeah. and that's it's kind of the norm to be asked for a review i.e please say something nice about me and yeah. <laughs> I, I just feel like asking for feedback is just slightly different and it just it just makes it sound as though you're just asking them for uh, you know uh, how, what did you think about us yeah yeah, and again, it kind of helps me start positioning myself to be receptive to it because yeah. I'm I'm looking for it to benefit me in the way that I need, so I can improve, right? That yeah, I can yeah. I can be better next time. Yeah, and and I say that as well. You know, uh, we're always open to suggestions. If there's anything that you you weren't happy with, or if there's anything that you think that we could improve on, then please please say, um, because we're always looking to improve the, well, the service that we give. Well, so on, so when we open ourselves for feedback, sometimes we get, I don't know, not good feedback or, or feedback that kind of hurts us a little bit. At least I know mm -hmm. I can be, be a little sensitive sometimes when people start giving feedback. Yeah. So, how, how do you approach receiving feedback, both positive or negative? In, well, in well, I am incredibly lucky in that so far, I mean, I'm touching all the wood that I can find. Um, I've not had any negative feedback sure. so far. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's amazingly just been all all good. Um, and, that, uh, you know, I think that's why the business has just grown so, so sort of quickly and, and just seems to be so popular at the moment because everyone just seems to really like us. Um, I think perhaps it's because there's not a huge amount of competition. So again, we're really lucky that in Warrington there just there doesn't seem to be that there are a lot of pet pet businesses that uh, cater for dogs and cats, but there doesn't appear to be that many. Well, very few actually that are just cat only, hmm. and that, and our customers um, just seem to really like that we we are sort of cat specialists. Um, so um, yeah, whether it's whether it's that I don't know, but um, people just seem to really like the fact that 
they they can use us um, and not have to sort of send their cat to um, a cattery, which most of them seem to find incredibly traumatic. Well, yeah, you had a I know you had an experience um, with a cattery when you traveled um, a while ago, and that's kind of one mm. of the reasons you decided you know can I do this a, a different way. But why, yeah. why focus only on cats? Um, I know whenever we looked into going into pet sitting, our minds were solely around dogs and dogs only. Yeah. So, but, but you've kept it to cats only over these years. Why is that? Um, well, from a personal point of view, um, it, it was purely because I, I only knew cats. I would, we, Growing up, we didn't have a dog, so I didn't particularly know about dogs. I mean, I you know I, I like dogs, as, you know I I, I love all, all animals, and um, but I knew I felt like I knew cats, you know more than anything else. I'd, I'd grew I'd grown up with them, and um, I just they just kind of came naturally to me. So for me, it just seemed um, more natural for me to to look after cats only um and i wouldn't have felt confident personally looking after dogs because i just um i wouldn't have known how to sort of I, I could look after a dog but i wouldn't have known i wouldn't have felt confident looking after the different breeds of dogs i wouldn't have perhaps understood their different needs whereas with a cat i just know how to look after I just understand them all. I know all the different types of temperaments, and I just feel like I just I just feel completely comfortable with all cats. Um, I think over time, um, as we've as we've become more established, I think customers like the fact that we are cat only because um, there's a as I said just before there are there are quite a lot of dog. Well, there's quite a lot of dog-only um, businesses in Warrington, um, but there are also quite a lot of dog businesses who also look after cats, almost as a sort of like as a sort of add-on. And I think customers like the fact that that we specialise in cats and we know cats, and we we like to. Um, we 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 specialize in anxious and nervous cats in particular um because we know that um they become really quite traumatized by having to leave their own home environment um and i would say the the vast majority of our our customers cats are quite like that um and i think our customers just like the fact that we we really know those kind of cats and we know what they need and we know we know that you know, quite often they'll just hide under the bed, and they just they just they're so nervous and timid that they they can't even sort of come out to see us, and that and that's fine because we know we our our main aim is to keep keep the cats in as normal a routine as as we can do, without stressing them out and not upsetting them in any way. So if they're the kind of cat that is shy, <clears throat> shy and timid. And yeah, just wants to sort of sleep, sleep curled up in their in their own you know cozy bed all day. Then you know that's absolutely fine. We'll we'll go in. We'll make sure they've got everything they need. We'll make sure they've got clean bowls, fresh food, nice clean litter tray, um, and we'll check on them. And other than that, we'll we'll just sort of quietly leave and make sure that they're they're completely fine. Um, other cats are you know really energetic so they'll need a bit of um, they'll need some exercise and we'll we'll play with them and we'll you know give them a good run around the house and I think people just appreciate the fact that we know we did we know and we we understand that there are different kinds of cats and they've all got different temperaments you know some are some are very loving and they really they crave human company and they they they, they need attention and they they want to sit on your knee they want to you know climb up and give you kisses and cuddles and and we we adapt our visits to suit them um so when we when we do our meet and greets we 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 
make notes on all the, all this, and we'll we, you know we'll we'll tailor each visit to suit um, your cat. So as well as the basics of obviously giving them their food and their making sure the litter trays are clean and everything, we'll then tailor the the visit to suit them depending on what kind of um, character that your cat is. Um, and and by by focusing on only cats, we can we can do that and um, and in that way your cat gets its own sort of its own special experience based on what it would normally normally be doing you know when it's at home with its own family you started off by saying why did i choose cats well that's what i knew that's what i was comfortable with and i think that that is really important that we remember when we are starting in business or we are looking to do new things is what am i already comfortable with what do i already have a little bit of experience with because then what that means is when we're comfortable with something means we are confident in moving forward and it and it allows us to to make that step to make that leap and to try something and that takes a little bit of introspective introspection sometimes to go okay what are actual what are my translatable skills <laughs> to this new thing that I'm doing what past experiences can I pull from how can I make this my own and whether it's growing up with only cats or being exposed to them or or maybe you grew up with you have extensive experience with birds or or whatever that looks like going okay i have confidence in my ability to do this because i'm comfortable because of my experience and putting and stepping out in that really does allow us to to, to do confidently and and clients pick up on that and they they see that and they sense that in your expertise and your experience yeah yeah definitely definitely i mean i, I so many times I've gone to do a meet and greet and um, the client has said to me, now um, the cat's here, but she probably won't come to you. She's very shy, very shy with, uh, you know, with strangers and new people. And the next thing, the cat, the cat's coming, come marching over to me, and he's like trying to get on my knee, and and they just, <laughs> I think they're just like I don't know, what, I don't know what, what I do, but yeah, the cats just somehow pick up on something about me, and and it's the same with with the rest of my team. We, I think, if you're a cat person, cats just seem to gravitate towards you, and I think it's it's immediately obvious, and the the clients know can see it they can see it in front of their eyes and straight away most of them say oh i'm so relieved that you know that my cat's taken to you straight away and they and it's instantly puts them at ease when they when they see it so um that i mean obviously we always do a meet and greet anyway but if the cat's there and that happens which it does often happen um that is really great for the for the for the new customer because it really does help to put their minds at ease that their cat's going to be okay. They're looking for somebody who's going to care for their animal like they do, right? And they're they're going to be kind of picky. They're going to look to see how they interact and, and what. <laughs> definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah. I you know we send we send um, messages and picture photos and updates after each visit as well. Um, so you know we're they're always you know. Uh, in contact with us um, so that they can see that everything's okay at home and we can let them know of any issues that arise. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it's it's just the, the feedback that we get is just, it's, it just is it's so great and it just makes me feel like we're doing the right thing and, and I just, I can only hope that it will just grow, grow and grow because it, it the service that we offer I can just only hope that we can offer it to more more people because it's it's just going great. <laughs> Let's be honest, building a profitable pet sitting business on your own can feel overwhelming. Since 1994, Pet Sitters International has helped over 40,000 people just like you start and grow your business. From access to group rate pet sitter insurance and discounts on background checks to free client handouts and a monthly member toolkit, PSI provides you with the credentials, continuing education, and community you need to grow your pet sitting business. You'll also be invited to join a private online network of other pet sitting business owners from around the world. Save $15 off your first year of membership by using the promo code PSC15 at checkout. Go to PetSit.com slash PSC to learn more. 
you've experienced quite a lot of growth in your time because you, you started back in 2016, 2017, and you, and you already have quite a few members on your team. So, so what was it like bringing people into this, this, this business of yours? Well, that was something that I did find quite difficult, as I'm sure probably most most small business owners um, do, um, because you, well, it's your baby, isn't it? You don't want you don't believe that anyone could possibly have the same passion that you do, and um, all those things. Um, so yeah, when it, so I started it, I started doing it in. 2017 and up until so for the first two years I just was um I just did it by myself mm. um so by 2019 that's when it reached a point where I I needed help and it was it had grown to a point where I couldn't sort of manage so that I in that in 2019 I had to two other um well independent contractors um and yeah that was quite scary um they were both uh they were both a friend of a friend um and one of them who still works for me now um also works at the cats protection um in warrington so i knew that she completely knew her her cats and she knew what she was doing and uh from then on um I really if anything I would I would prefer to have people who already work with cats um where possible um so I mean it's difficult isn't it because you you don't you want you want you basically want another you to 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 work with because you just want to clone yourself because you want them to have that same passion yeah. and luckily so far I I you know I my team has just been absolutely fantastic you know that they're, they're all they're all brilliant you know they yeah they just go in there and they anything that I ask them to do they're just in there straight away and they just they just love the cats you know as much as I do um. But yeah, it is a, it is a bit scary because you just you, you I suppose you just feel like you you've lost a little bit of control. Um, but it's become easier. It has become easier over the last couple of years. Um, I just, so yeah, so that was in 2019, and then I started 2020 with great plans and ideas of how I was going to grow. D- didn't <laughs> didn't we all, Wendy? Didn't yeah, we all? Didn't we all? <laughs> No, I I was still working at that point full time, and I had plans to you know um, maybe go part time or or give up my my, my finance job. Uh, thankfully, I didn't at that point. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I had a brand new website. Um, I had plans uh, for taking on some more new staff, and obviously, we know what happened next. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, COVID came along, and everything just all stopped. Uh, as I'm sure everyone else had the same thing. Um, so, yeah, it was all it all kind of. Yeah, it was all a bit of a mess, as we know. Um, but yeah, since since then, um, the travel ban in the UK um, was lifted in the I think I want to say the June of 2020. So people people started to travel locally again, and um, instantly the the bookings picked straight up again because people were desperate to to travel again so we were busy we were busy again in the summer of 2020 um but it was all mainly for like short breaks and it was all very it was all very fluid people were people were changing dates and rescheduling and people were i had to sort of be very sort of um i had to be able to change dates you know at the last minute because people didn't really know what they were doing so it it was busy, but not. It was it was just a difficult year, wasn't it for everyone? Um, so we then had another we had another lockdown at the start of last year, twenty twenty one, 
Um, so again, we, we started off with nothing last year, but then from May 2021, um, when travel was back on again, we've just been really busy ever since. And every month since then, it's just um, grown and grown. So I've now got 10, uh, 10 cat sitters. Um, and it's um, it's just every almost every day I, I get inquiries of, you know, new new customers, new cats. Um, so yeah, my, my day, I, I, I've uh, left my, my finance job, um, and I'm doing this full time. I've got 10 cat sitters and yeah, lots of plans, lots of plans for the future. <laughs> Exciting. That, yeah. It really sounds like it. So what makes a, for you, what makes a good member of your team? What makes a good cat person to to come on and, and start working with your with your business uh, it, the, i think the most important thing is to be a people person as well i think i've heard a few a few times and i think you've mentioned it in um some of your podcasts um that pe- some people go into pet care because they don't like working with people but they like working with animals but for me it's it's quite it's really quite important to be both because um mm. as you say well as you've said before it is the people that <laughs> that pay the money yeah. um but it's the people that you're working for and you know they wouldn't work with you if if they they didn't get on with you as well it's you know you can love the animal and 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 get on with the pets as as much as you want but you you need to be able to communicate and really sort of bond with the owners as well so for me it's it's the it's the communication with the with the owner um i i think it's really important that all my staff um sort of um are able to communicate with their with their um with their owners um we use the we use the um the chat function on time to pet so they all they send them pictures and um little messages and um you know i make sure that they're all um you know give as much detail as as they can and um the the owners really appreciate that and um i get feedback from the the owners that you know my staff have really keeping in touch and, and they really appreciate the the little stories that they tell them um so yeah it's um i think and and just being really um passionate passionate about well cats in my in my case um you know and and to have have a cat themselves because to me that then then tells me that really they've they've got the experience that that i need i mean i i, get, I do get people all the time saying oh i'll help you out when you're busy and i i think with with cats i think people just think they're easy i think people think you know they can just come and put a bit of food down play with the kittens but there's so much more to it there's so many different types of cats so many different personality types and characters and you know some are some are very elderly and need and need you know medication some are some can get quite aggressive when they when they're you know anxious or if they if there's you know if they're frustrated because they, you know, their owners aren't there and it's just being able to read those different types of um, characteristics. And that only really comes with the experience of having your own cat or having worked with cats. So quite, quite a lot of my, um, my cat sisters um, either work at the cat shelters. I've got one lady who is um, also has her own cat grooming business um and so they all kind of work with cats in some other capacity as well um and and i really would um ask for that in any future cat sisters that i take on as well rather than just you know somebody who likes cats um because (laughs) i think it's that's not that's not enough uh, you know People need to know that they they need the experience rather than just you know uh, yeah just 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 a, 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 a liking of cats because 
there's more to it than that. <laughs> I think I think cats get a bit of a bad press sometimes because people just don't really understand them. <laughs> no, they don't. I know in our business, many times the cat is kind of a an also and. It's oh, please come to the, for the dog, and then oh, by the way, I also have this cat that will be in the back room, and it's it's trying to. <laughs> so it's it's sometimes it's it's both us as the business owners and pet sitters learning more about cats so that we can provide that, but also educating their owners. Yeah. On the so owner. That, yeah. So, that, yeah. so that they can see, ah, no, there are still a lot of needs that need to be met here. And this is how we definitely. can help you. Right. So it's, it's yeah. both sides of that coin. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's amazing the difference in some of the way in the, the, the owner's treatment of their cats. I mean, even when within the, the owners that we work with, uh, you know, some of them are just like, oh yeah, just just give them a few biscuits. You know, every every so often they'll be fine. And and to the opposite extreme, where you know they are their absolute babies, they you know they must have food measured out. What you know every three hours, and they they have their own bedroom, and they uh, <laughs> they have their own special clothes, and <laughs> all this kind of thing. And you know it's it's there's like real extremes of the the way the the cats are uh, treated within the family. So yeah, it's 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 interesting the dynamic of where the cat falls within the family. I think <laughs> it it is, and and obviously you your business is naturally attracting uh, people who view their cats kind of more elevated than other people. Uh, do 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 you ever get people who contact you that just want like very very basic services, or for you to come once every three days? And and how do you handle those kind of inquiries? Yeah, we have had that actually, um, and I now have a policy where um, we don't agree to we don't do anything. Well, we have a minimum requirement of um, once every at least once every day. Mm. Is that right? Yeah, once every day. Um, because for me, if if you're only visiting once every every two days or once every three days, say for example, for me, if if something ha- if something happens to the cat on stay day even day one after you've visited in the morning and you're not then going to be going there until the day after or even the day after that you know that cat then could be injured or or ill for you know two or three days and there's nobody there to, to know that and that I that wouldn't sit right with me really um I would not feel I wouldn't feel comfortable knowing that um so for those for those I would I would have to um decline that um booking um going forward. Having said that, I have done them previously in, in early years, um when it's not been something that I've kind of really thought properly about. Um but yeah, um we I wouldn't I wouldn't accept those anymore because it it yeah, it, I don't feel that it's giving the cat the proper care. You're right. It really, and it, I think most for me, the fundamental part of that is understanding like things can happen. Cats aren't yeah. just static, right? Uh, one very recently, we had a cat sit where it was kind of this person had an outdoor indoor cat, and mm. they were leaving for a week, so they wanted the cat to be moved indoors. So there was obviously a lot of questions about whether the cat would regularly use the litter box and all of this stuff. Yeah. So we were going to go over regularly, and she was very fine with that. I went over the first day, and the cat was um, going to be cordoned off in the laundry room, and she had all of her stuff set up, and it was kind of like her little own cattery in there. And I couldn't find the cat for the first couple minutes, uh, and then I heard, started to hear a very stressed meowing. And oh. I um, quickly looked behind the washer and dryer, and there sat a cat. Uh, <gasps> stuck behind oh. this little tiny wedge it had slipped or fallen and gone down and the gap between the back was only oh it was four inches or less and the oh, cat had just fallen all the way back there and so i you know i got the cat out and everything but it was like this this is why we come over every day <laughs> like yeah things happen and that cat you know if it was stuck for a day or more like that's what an awful mm. position to be in and how stressed yeah. that cat would be Mm, yeah definitely yeah yeah and that's it and you don't really ever know 
what what's what could happen. So you can't like sort of give an example, but yeah, things like that do happen, don't they? You, like you couldn't say to you know the owner, well, what happens if the cat falls down the back of the the washing machine, or you know, because you wouldn't really expect that to happen. But obviously, it can happen. So, yeah, yeah. Why well, can't we can't come up with all of the possibilities? Oh no, but, yeah. <laughs> but we just need to be communicating like this. We do this so things don't happen. Or one very basic one is when they if they set out an automatic feeder, and you know mm. how often do those automatic feeders fail, or do they get mm. tipped over, or do they get jammed, or something oh, like the that battery. happens? Yeah, the battery and runs we, out. We're there to fix it, and it's yeah. it's. So that that comes in this client education and awareness of what the possibilities are. And I think for too long, many people just kind of settled with what they thought would be happening because they didn't want to be a burden. So they're bringing in these yeah. past expectations of, well, I always used to ask my mom or I always used to ask my brother or I always used to ask my neighbor. And I never wanted to burden them. And so mm. that's why I asked them to come over every two days or three days. And it's like... No, no, yes. this is not a burden to us. Um, this yeah, is, yeah. So this is what we're we do. Quite happy to go over every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we do get to kind of change and flip those expectations for the positive, and start seeing. Yeah, no, you can have a higher quality of care because we we are here. Wendy, thinking about um, your experience and kind of how you've worked your way into business, what are some of your favorite? resources, whether that's for business or for running, being an entrepreneur, or, or maybe it's for learning more about cats and their care. And what, what are some of those resources that you would like more people to know about and be using? First of all, most importantly, is um, Time to Pet, which is, I think, is probably the single most important one, which is probably going to um, change Really has changed the way I'm running my business. Um, It's uh, for me. It's it's been a a game changer. Um, I was I was I was basically running off a lot of spreadsheets and uh, sort of my own uh, sort of version of uh, well, my own version of time to pet, but um, one that didn't sort of um, link through to like the invoicing side of it. Um, But yeah, time to pet is just uh, been, yeah, it really has changed everything. Um, You know, I can, I put all my scheduled bookings in, I can see exactly who's doing what visits easily on a, on a calendar uh, it goes straight through to the invoicing, fires off the invoices to the customers. The customers pay straight away online. It links straight through to um, Stripe, and Stripe pays all the money straight into my bank account without me having to do anything at all. Um, you know, it's yeah, it's got the messaging function, so all my all my cat sitters can just um, easily send messages through to the owners without them having to save their phone numbers in their own phones i can see what the cat sisters are messaging so i can keep an eye on those and it's just i love it just fantastic i'm so glad i found it and obviously through finding that i found you guys as well so that was great um so yeah um and, and obviously like all the reporting function of it as well um brilliant brilliant for me as well um so yeah time to pet definitely get it if you've not got it um um, from the accounting side of it i use um now i've not checked this whether it's actually available in the us obviously in the uk um uh software called free agent um which is um an online accounting software, dead easy to use. Um, it links through to your bank account. So all your bank transactions will basically um, show up each morning. Um, you can auto, um, you can basically get them to automatically um, link through to, or, uh, you know, to, it'll tell you whether it's a sale or whether it's a, an expense for advertising or insurance or whatever it is you can tell it to do that automatically so a lot of it is all done for you um and then it can link through to your um your tax software at the end of the year so when you you're doing your tax return uh obviously it's 
different again for UK to US but um so yeah for me that's exactly what I need as well so just everything's dead easy um bank again bank accounts I use um Starling bank account I don't know whether that's anything that um you've heard of over there um but yeah it's um one of the sort of um newish new uh, new bank accounts where it's all very much sort of online and linked to you uh linked to your phone so you uh yeah you don't have to sort of log on as such like the more traditional bank accounts and um it's all very much um automated so um yeah that's that's another good one that i couldn't be without um and then with regards to just sort of the marketing side i guess um canva can't be without that mm-hmm. uh canva for creating instagram posts and facebook posts and that and just instagram and facebook you know i i basically ran the whole business through those for most of the first couple of years of of uh of it i didn't even have a website at, at first um so yeah just um posting regularly posting you know good good quality photos and and good good pictures of of uh just everyday everyday business life really stuff stuff that people are interested in pictures of cats pictures of me yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh which other resources um yeah that's they're the main ones i think yeah, that oh. I use all the time. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a big list, but as a business owner, you're con- we're constantly looking for how do I make a my life easier and less stressful, and and b like have higher quality of work and output at the end of the day. And whether these tools are work for everybody or somebody, like it's just a process of starting to look at what you have access to. And go how how can I make this work for me? What does this do for me? Does it fit my workflow? Does it fit my schedule does it fit my needs if not that's okay you can go find something else but it's all about using the tools that that we want and that are going to make our lives easier because we just <laughs> we want to spend less time doing a lot of these things and so <laughs> so whatever we can find right it really does help us out yeah i'm very much um a, a youtube learner and a podcast learner so sure. if there's something that i want to find out about I'll first of all see if there's a YouTube video about it from somebody who can tell me how to do it. Um, and I just, I just love podcasts. I'll, I just, I've, I learn so much from listening to podcasts. That I just, I, I find them. It, it's like listening to the radio, but you, you pick the subject. So, um, you know, I, well, your, your, this is the perfect example. It's the, it's the subject that, that means the most to me, and it's just. Well, two hundred odd episodes <laughs> of, of, of my favorite subject. So yeah, I mean, I just listen to it every day in the car. So, uh... oh, well, we really appreciate that, <laughs> and uh, and we, yeah. we we love um, getting this and being part of people's um, education and access to more stories and experiences, so that we don't have to learn from our own uh, mistakes. We can learn from others, and we can continue to be uh, get access to to new things. And so, uh, Wendy, I, I'm so appreciative of you taking time out of your day and for you telling telling your story and helping us be better at, at finances and felines. And, Thank uh, you, Colin. But, but I know that you do an awful lot uh, and, there's, and you're, you're, you're busy with growing and things like that. So how can people get in touch and see all the work that you have going on? Okay, so uh, my, well, my website is uh, www.my3cats co.uk um three the word three my email if anyone wants to do me an email is hello at my three cats.co.uk facebook is uh at my three cats warrington and instagram is also the same my three cats warrington um but yeah if anyone wants to get in touch yeah send me a message be lovely to hear from you Okay. Well, I have I have thoroughly enjoyed this, Wendy. I mean, I I really have, and I'm so appreciative um, for you oh. to do this. So um, it really means a lot, and and thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, thank you, Colin. It's been really great. I've really enjoyed it. Start with what you know. 
I think many times when we look to make a big change or do something different, we try and think outside of who we are or where our passions are because we think we need to do something different and unique and special and not so humdrum and boring as just ourselves. But I love how Wendy, when I asked, why did you decide to do cats? She answered, well, I only know cats. And that's a great place to start. We often overlook some of the simplest things about who we are as people, where our passions lie, where our experiences lie. The next step is then to compare that with where our passion is and where we think we can move forward and expand on that. That's where the rub comes from, is where my passions and or where my strengths are, where I want to continue to move forward. It's okay to admit no. It's okay to go on and do other assessments, get more education, training, shadow people, do other things to try and figure a lot of that out. But first assessing, where am I right now? Where I am today? And then I can move forward. Without that first step, we'll be wandering in the wilderness for way too long, making way too many mistakes. We want to thank our sponsors, Time to Pet and Pet Sitters International for making today's show possible. And Megan and I, from the bottom of our hearts, want to thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot. You have a lot on your plate. There's a lot that you do. And there's a lot vying for your time, attention. And we can't tell you enough how much it means to us that you spend your time listening to us and being part of the community of Pet Sitter Confessional. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And we'll be back again soon. Thank <laughs> you.